The International Court of Justice delivered its ruling earlier today on the provisional measures requested by South Africa in its genocide case against Israel. The International Court of Justice ordered Israel to take all measures to prevent genocide, ensure its military forces do not commit those acts, prosecute the incitement of genocide, allow basic services and prevent relevant evidence. The ICJ ruled 16 to 1 that Israel take measures to address adverse life conditions in Gaza. Israel has been ordered to report back to the ICJ in one month. Specific measures the ICJ has ordered Israel to take in order to prevent genocide. Okay, so I just want to start by saying this is a bittersweet moment. I know a lot of viewers and listeners were searching and pining for a ceasefire. Alhamdulillah, it's a victory nonetheless. Regarding the measures, and I just want to go through the order again. Essentially, Israel's been asked, and remember, the order is final and binding, and there is no right to appeal this order. That they have to take all measures within their power to prevent acts contained in Article 2, and that is extended to their military. And now, if we look at what is contained in Article 2, we'll note that it says specifically, the killing of members of the group, causing of serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, and the group is referred to the Palestinian citizens and civilians, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring physical destruction in whole or part, and then measures in intended to prevent the birth. From the reading of that, sort of aligns with the relief that was asked for by the South African government in their application, and this will, in effect, is aimed rather to significantly reduce the irreparable harm to human life suffering and infrastructure within Palestine. So Alhamdulillah, whilst it's not a ceasefire, I believe that Article 2 is broad enough to allow for preventative measures to take place to then put an end to what is currently going on in the Gaza Strip. Uh, the ICJ's order to allow basic services is significant. I think we all feel pain knowing there is a food shortage, no clean water, zero operating hospitals and restrictions on the entry of humanitarian aid to the Strip. Uh, so does the ruling include reduced restrictions on the entry, uh, entry of humanitarian aid? We must read specifically what the ruling says, and it says that Israel must take immediate and effective measures to enable the provision of urgently needed basic services and humanitarian assistance to address the adverse conditions of life by the Palestinians. Um, so no, um, the broader context is that they're not committed to what sort of humanitarian aid um, is in, or does enter through the Gaza Strip. And I think what is important is the last vision that was granted or the last measure granted was the reporting structure. Because Israel is now compelled to report to the ICJ in terms of measures taken to give effect to this order. And the ICJ and South Africa will be able to pass comments. And if they, in their reports, with certain restrictions when it comes to humanitarian aid, further submissions and information can be called for and further action can be taken in that regard. Yes. Now, as you indicated earlier that, you know, it is legally binding, but what does that mean? Is the court able to enforce, you know, what, what the rulings that it, or the findings that it has come to? The ICJ, having made the ruling final and binding, has no enforceability powers. That ultimately lies with the United Nations Security Council. So what will happen now is that the United Nations Security Council will be notified about the order. 
and will then have to give effect to the order or adopt resolutions in order to enforce and give effect to the order. Um, naturally, we know that there are five member states who are permanent members of the council with veto rights in the US, UK, China, Russia, and um, sorry, in France. And whether they will exercise their right to veto is really going to be a question against their morality, Western morality, given the fact that the ICJ has now ruled that there is plausibility of genocide committed by Israel. Um, what is more important also is that the 153 states are signatories to the Genocide Convention. And what this order does is that it forces those states or parties to this convention to act independently and immediately to prevent genocide. And not just to prevent genocide, but also to ensure that they are not complicit in aiding and abetting the commission of genocide and genocide and spurring on genocidal intent. So there is an obligation on these 153 states essentially to try and put measures forward to seize funding towards the Israeli, Israeli military actions, which are plausibly genocidal. So although the ruling is binding on Israel, it's also binding on the remaining 153 states to make sure that they take measures, active measures, to ensure that genocide and genocidal acts are prevented from being committed by Israel and its military. So what can we expect, you know, in one month's time when uh, the reference being made to one month's time, what will then unfold at that stage? So right now there's an order obviously given in terms of immediate measures aimed at preventing irreparable harm, protecting the Palestinians as a group of people who have a right to be protected. Um, they've got a report to the ICJ. South Africa being given an opportunity to make submissions as to the measures that they have adopted in giving effect and enforcing the court order. Um, and I think that by the reporting, it gives some sort of accountability, which then allows the world and the Western community to see that these acts and any complicity will not be tolerated or and cannot continue to be perpetrated. But I think it's also important for, for the listeners to understand is that current order was, and this was emphasized by the judge when giving the order, is not insofar as the merit of the matter. So these were urgent measures that were given in order to protect the rights and the interests of the Palestinians. But the actual genocide and the acts committed insofar as genocide, having regard to the fact that we now there's a plausibility of genocide, will then be determined through leading of evidence. And that evidence will be collated by the government and will need to be presented before the ICJ. Unfortunately, the only downside to that is the trial can take a substantially long period of time. Um, if we look at history and we look at the, the matter with Bosnia, that trial started in 1993 and only concluded in 2007. And if we're looking at the matter with Myanmar, and it's important to note that the order granted in today's matter was very, very similar to the order granted by the ICJ in Myanmar. That started in 2019. It's now 2023 and the matter is still running. Yes. So that is the downside to it. But Jazakum uh, Lakhir for outlining, as you know, people are continuing their attempt to interpret uh, what has unfolded. And uh, we appreciate the clarity that you've provided for us this afternoon. And Jazila. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah.
Uh, that was our guest, Sister Nabila Mullah, Director of N Mullah Incorporated and member of the SA Lawyers for Justice and Peace, uh, unpacking for us uh, the ICJ's ruling on SA's genocide case against Israel.